So it's that time of year. So for those of us that are already practicing, implementing the infinite banking concept, and even for those that are on their journey of vetting and researching and understanding this concept, let's have our very own State of the Union episode today. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents channel. My name is Jesse Durham. Today's episode is going to be a State of the Union. Now, I might share some things from my own personal journey in infinite banking. We might share some things concerning the channel and the, the podcast and recap of the year, projects, plans, things that are happening in this new year. And we, we have to talk about the macro level as well, where, where, where characters, Nash would say, you need to know who the characters are in the play. Well, in this play of life, there are many characters, and I don't mind looking at what's going on in the big wide world, but also our ultimate goal here is to bring banking back to the me and the you level. As Nelson described in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, it's all about bringing banking back to the me and the you level. It's all about having an opportunity not to abdicate anymore the banking function as it pertains to our needs, to our lifestyle, our families, our businesses, our investing, whatever it is that we happen to be doing. We don't have to abdicate that to the conventional banking system anymore. We can secede from that problem. We could just decide not to participate and create and build and grow and scale and use our own private, our own personal monetary system instead. So I guess let's start by a bit of history on the State of the Union. Why is there a State of the Union? I think it's neat. Again, knowing who the characters are in the play, the people of the United States of America have a government, which is a government of the people, and one branch of that government in particular in the Constitution, which is the executive branch, the president, is to come in to make an annual announcement of sorts. He is to communicate to Congress, in particular, the legislative branch. He's to communicate to the legislative branch some suggestions, things that are happening. It's, it's, it's really neat. It's, a, it's another perspective. It's another establishment of the checks and the balances that the Founding Fathers put into place that we still have in the Constitution very useful. I love it just because it starts with mandating communication. And for sure, we, we could all see how in different situations, when communication breaks down, we're much more likely to have issues. And we've got our fair share of issues, no question. I'm here to shed some, some light on many things, I hope, again, because there's plenty to be to be hopeful for and thankful for and grateful for, for sure. But recognizing that the history of this State of the Union address from the president to the Congress of the people, which, of course, now can just come directly to the people with media being what it is and, and the level of communication that we have. It's a beautiful thing. There is great opportunity, all the same, for collaboration, for sharing perspectives, letting iron sharpen, sharpen iron. It's a neat thing. For us, this is a great opportunity to have a State of the Union at that level, even, even discussing that here on the channel and the podcast. Because 
no doubt there, there are plenty of avenues that we could take to discuss about, well, what's, what's happening with taxation? What's happening with inflation? What's happening in the marketplace here nationally or worldwide? There are big things happening throughout the world, there's no doubt. We could talk about interest rates, how there's been a rise in interest rates, and perhaps it may continue to rise. Time will tell. The housing market is still pretty wild out there, pretty wild, pretty overpriced. The stock market has had a doozy of a year. And, and these are things that I, that I follow super closely, and, and you'll understand why more if you're already implementing the infinite banking concept. And yet, it's still worth mentioning because, again, there are these characters in the play. It's good to know whose role is what and where our place is in the play. So why I say I don't follow these things too closely, or at least I don't let them rule my day, is because I have brought banking back to the me and the you level. My wife and I began the journey of becoming our own banker starting in 2015 when I first picked up Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and I had that beginning of a paradigm shift for us in realizing that banking existed, that it's a function, and that somebody had always performed it in my life, but it just wasn't me. We were not doing that for ourselves, and we decided to change that. So by us beginning a journey several years ago, for us, our state of the union as a family, as a household, year after year after year, it's just gotten better and better. Because what started with us picking up a book led to us getting our first policy where we were paying significant premiums for us at that time based off of our financial footprint. And we've used that policy now going on this, this would be eight years, eight years that we're using that policy for all kinds of things, all kinds of things. We, had, we have used that policy for paying off student loans. We've used that policy for paying down debts that we had. We've in recapturing the money, uh, We've used that policy now for recurring expenses and family vacations and, and, and all sorts of things because that policy has just gotten more and more efficient over time. That's the nature of a banking-style policy, a whole-life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends. And our process, because we've just learned more, we've just learned more by implementing the infinite banking concept. So our process has just gotten smoother and smoother and more and more natural for us, whereas the conventional paradigm had been what was natural to us. So at the me and you level, we've continued, of course, over the past years to buy more of these policies, add to our system, grow and develop our own process of becoming our own bankers, and that means that part of our family or our household state of the union, for example, is we look at a yearly basis what, for example, the ratio is of premiums that we pay compared to income. Because Nash would say over the course of your lifetime, you can get to where your premiums that you're paying into policies that you're owning and controlling equal the income or the cash flows that you experience. I mean, again, once you recognize the flow of money, 
where it's going to and that you could be the owner of the entity where those deposits are being made, okay, premiums, premiums to these whole life policies, they're like deposits into your prime, in your personal, your private monetary system, just like a direct deposit at a conventional bank in your local town is a deposit in someone's business, someone's business. So it's good to be able to evaluate over the course of time, so once a year, the state of that union, what percentage, what ratio, what does that look like, how have we grown and scaled the percentage of income that we have to premiums in this system that we are growing and developing. Another certainly could be how many policies do we have, and that's going to be different for every different situation, but there are factors like how many family members uh, do we have or business partners, depending on the situation, but how many persons that we have an insurable interest in can we, do we, or are we already insuring? Because for sure it makes sense to have protection. One, one, one ever-present, this is always true, aspect of anybody's state of their union is protection. Wholeheartedly, I believe that there should be adequate protection on all concerned parties. And what better way than to have guaranteed protection for that whole lifetime? Again, the living benefits far outweigh the death benefit of these whole life policies. And yet, it's not to be overlooked. It's not to be disregarded. And in fact, you can't dis disregard. You can't separate those two. Some folks try. Or at least diminish the death benefit too much, in my opinion. I personally can't have too much protection on myself for my family. There's no number that's too big for me to leave for them, in my opinion. That's, that's, that's how I feel about that. So certainly having protection, it's very valuable, very warranted, great place to, to, to start. We need to keep looking, though, because, again, Nash says, and it's true, our need of finance is far greater than our need of a death benefit. But two birds with one stone? Why not? You can enjoy all the living benefits of a private monetary system that you can build and own and use and operate through a system of properly structured whole life policies with mutual companies that pay dividends. So you can have both. So these are just some metrics that you consider in your household like we consider in our household. Should we be getting more policies on certain people? Where are we at in growing and scaling our system to eventually and adequately provide for our entire need of finance through the system that, that we're building? You know, thinking long range, planning intergenerationally, but one bite at a time. Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day. The longest journey starts with the first step, of course. So one, one, one thing at a time. But, but those are some, some helpful metrics, I believe, in looking at our state of the union. And then whether it's for our household or business, whatever it is that we happen to be doing, it's, it's helpful to evaluate, okay, well, how did we use policies over the past year? 
What are we likely to use policies for in this upcoming year? Looking at some short, short range goals. But again, Nash's first principle to having success with the infinite banking concept is to think long range. And when he talks about thinking long range, he's talking about thinking and planning and acting intergenerationally. Sure, my, my daughter is a three-year-old now, but the further ahead that I can wrap my mind around time, as, as difficult as that may be in lots of different aspects, it's good for me to, to consider and go ahead and be planning and building towards first cars, weddings, businesses that she may want to begin. I mean, children that she will eventually have. I mean, however far we can wrap our minds around time, the better off we are. You know, Nash would talk about how he would have these 70-year time frames in his mind as a forester because of his background in, in forestry and how, how developing land for lumber is, is, is carried out. And that long-range thinking was, was so helpful, and it's certainly helpful for us to be able to think intergenerationally. Uh, but again, st- starting where we can and wrapping our minds around as, as much information and as much time as possible. So how, we, how we've used policies, how we plan to use policies, I think those are integral conversations for you to be having. And here, here's my purpose in, in, in sharing some, some insight, I hope, into our conversations is in hoping that you will have your own quality conversations with family members and, and, and those concerned in, in your plans, in your goals, and the things that you're doing and how you're using your policies and what your your legacy is going to look like to to have those conversations to implement those plans to not put those off go ahead and get those in motion right now and to evaluate to have to have a time where you discuss these things you evaluate these things you look back you look forward you communicate and you you stay about the business of proactively becoming your own banker. I've not arrived yet. You've not arrived yet. So we need to be proactively moving these fronts forward. You know, I just had a recollection here real quick as I'm talking about communicating together as a, as a family and making family plans and evaluating what it is that you're going to be doing next. I had one conversation in particular that's jumped into my mind this past week. It was with a gentleman, we're going to call him Derek. Okay, so so Derek was telling me about his situation. He had seen a presentation, an introductory presentation to the infinite banking concept, and perhaps he'd already gotten into the book as well. And, and we were having a strategy call, and he was telling me some about his background and his experience, of course, and one straw that for him broke the camel's back was he was telling me about his his outdoor loving family, which I love. That was that was a great part of our conversation, a great part of our conversation to, to hear about him and his family getting outdoors so much. And they were talking about he fishing, and they were, they were telling me about uh, their camping, and and they were looking for for an upgrade uh, for their camping situation, the family camper, something bigger. They're growing as a family, and 
he was telling me about an experience that he had where he and his son and his daughter were at a place, already looking, and they went to see about this particular unit that they found, that, that, that they'd already walked around in, they saw how spacious it was, and productive young man, doing good things, but he, he still told me, though, that at that time, he, he didn't qualify for that particular model that his family had already fallen in love with. And he was telling me a bit about that experience and how, how that was an aha moment for him to feel like he's doing good, making things happen, they're growing as a family, he is taking time and putting effort into the things that they do as a family and, and the experiences that they they have. And it's obviously important and he's being intentional about cultivating those. And there he was with his children in tow. See what I did there? Dad joke. Talking about trailers and stuff in tow. Ha ha. And he wasn't approved. Uh, right there right there in front of the kids denied, denied on on that on that particular unit and and I asked him I said well what was that any part of of you latching on to this idea of being able to become your own banker wherein you can access capital contractually because you're the owner of such a policy as, as you've heard described and he said most certainly and I, I have my stories, you have your stories, but I know that there are times with folks that I talk about, with folks that I talk to about this infinite banking concept, that they've had one of those aha moments. And Robert Kiyosaki says it this way. He says, banks lend you money when you don't need it, which, oh my goodness. I could take the deep dive right here in, in, in talking about what it's like to subject yourself to submitting two years worth of, of financials and promising your firstborn and giving away a kidney and jumping through all these hoops, all this red tape to see if somebody else will approve our scores and approve uh, wh what we've done versus versus what it looks like when we have a contractual right to grow and warehouse our capital in an entity that we own and control and by right by contractual right we can access capital in a known interest environment for our whole life a pool of capital that is compounding growing that does come with that death benefit that does come with guaranteed protection as well, everything that we've talked about so far. And when you call, the insurance company just asks, well, how much of what's available do you want us to send? And where do you want us to send it to? That's it. It's not, what is this for a camper? Is this for, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's your, what's your plan on, on, on paying, paying this back? Doesn't matter. So I could take the deep dive and in, in, in talking about that situation, of course. But that was one conversation that I had this past week where I thought that man's state of the union is getting ready to change. 
and and it was a pleasure to to be talking with Derek and 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 to know that we could be helping uh, further those those family plans. It's it's a wonderful thing. And in that regard, you know, this would probably be a good opportunity for me to be able to say, you know, how grateful and thankful I am about where we're at and and having been on the podcast for some years now, the YouTube channel, everything that that we're doing to put the word out there that that you can become your own banker as well, like me, like Derek. You can get educated on this concept by reading Nelson's book, by diving here on on the channel. And I recently received uh, some information. I'll I'll put this up on the screen for those that that are watching. Had a good friend, my friend Teresa, who's who's also a client, was was kind enough to to share some words. And and we have clients that, that that come on that have come on, and we've got an an interview series that I would encourage you to be able to listen to these folks that have implemented this concept, learn from their experiences, perhaps inadvertently have some questions of, of your very own answered. Not that we don't have a question and answer series as well, but not everybody wants to jump on and and, and share their experience. I, I do my very best, and, and that is what I do, is just have conversations with folks that, that are willing to share their experience and 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 Teresa's not had the opportunity to come on yet. Hopefully we'll be able to get her on someday. But Teresa sent me a statement recently of, about her experience and and I'm I'm very happy to to get those. I'm I'm always thrilled to hear what what folks have to say of course because service matters to us here. Uh it it matters that we do well by folks and she had some kind words and I'll I'll put those up here. But the mission is ongoing. I feel like I'm just getting started in, in sharing this, this concept because I, I still have folks that, that I personally know that will reach out to me and they're, they're just finding out that, that I've got a podcast and a, and a YouTube and whatnot going. And when I get those, it's encouraging to me because what I know, what I know is what I've experienced for myself and I read from the start in Nash's book. And that is that becoming your own banker, it's the simplest thing. It's the very fact that you, you, you can become, right, ongoing process, not a switch to, to flip, not, not an overnight process, but it's a process that you can become active, ongoing, haven't arrived, your own. Not somebody else's. I mean, whose business do you want to be more profitable than your own? Whose family do you want more profitable than your own? Do you, at least when you're made aware of it, do you want to continue bleeding out your family money in the form of interest dollars to someone else, money that'll never come back into your family? I mean, it, when you know better, you can do better. And then banker. And you can become your own banker. You're you're becoming your own banker. Banking is a function. Banking is a process. Banking just is. And you can be your own banker. There's a way. It's the most simple thing. You can become your own banker. We know about banks. We know about the people that are in those banks. 
We just need to look at that action. We need to look at who owns that. We need to look at who controls that. We need to look at who profits from that conventional finance system and then put ourselves in that place. In between reading the book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and having a quality conversation here with me where we can look at your financial situation. I know how to write a properly structured whole life policy with great mutual companies that pay dividends, and they've done it for over 100 consecutive years. I know how to help speed up your learning curve on becoming your own banker to be able to answer your questions about your particular situation. But it's going to be you that does or doesn't do all of that, of course. So it's the most simple thing. You can become your own banker. Now, it's an absolute paradigm shift, and it's certainly the most profitable thing that you could choose to do over your lifetime. And in saying that, what if you implemented this idea? What if you began to recapture interest dollars that you're bleeding out from cars and homes and vacations and cards and everything else? What does that mean for the state of your union next year? What does that mean for the state of your family union? All right, think bigger picture here. What if, and let's just walk this out, because we've been a nation for a really long time, and we've had many, many state of the unions, okay? There's nothing new under the sun. Time's going to march on. That's one of my favorite sayings, to, to put things in perspective, is that the time will go by either way, Okay? So what if, what if you could begin to recapture money that's leaking out of your family? What if you could become your own banker and you got to decide when it was time to upgrade the family camping gear? What if you got to decide whether you should get that next piece of, of business equipment or do that next real estate deal or finance that next vacation yourself, of course. What if you could be profitable like the banks are profitable? What if you could set it up to where you build a personal and a private monetary system now that for the next generation and the next generation, what if it means that they don't have to go into a bank to finance the car that they want? What if they could do that in your family? What if they didn't have to go to a bank to have that money to finance a wedding, a family wedding? To get a down payment on a home? Or even just to get a home? What if they never had to walk through the doors of a bank? Well, the State of the Union here at the Durham household's never been better. The state of the union for this channel and this podcast has never been better. We're helping more and more people. We're covering more and more ground. We're putting out more and more series, more and more playlists of material that you can access. We've got that interview series that I mentioned. We've got that question and answer series that I've mentioned. We do a famous quotes, money quotes. We talk we talk about money. And we look at popular financial sayings with an infinite banking lens. Of course, we've done our general episodes from the start. We put out our fair share of bloopers, I believe. And we've got a relatively new quick take series for some real quick, pragmatic, 
implement now information regarding the infinite banking concept and, and common, common issues that we address. And I'm certainly looking forward to, to hearing from you. If you have a suggestion or an idea about something that you would like to see covered or something that you're interested or curious about, please put that down in the comment section below. And if you would like to have a conversation about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, then I look forward to that conversation. Make sure to contact us. This has been a great pleasure for me. I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day. Take care. And she sent me a re re recently sent me a written statement. That's going to make a fun, fun blooper. That's not right. That's not right. I'm just saying this. I'm just getting warmed up. That's all. Yeah, but she was kind enough to to to. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. We're not doing that. <clears throat> My fellow Americans, allow me to make a statement about the state of our states. Come on, man. You know the thing. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do it. And Jesse, you went and you did it. Uh, my fellow Americans. Allow me to make a statement about the state of our state's leg hair ice cream. Come on, man. You know the thing.